Hey survivors, it's Angie Atkinson and today QueenBeing.com we're going to talk about the spectrum of narcissism, alright? So let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and this channel is all about teaching you what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Like I said, there's a whole spectrum of narcissism and it all starts with the healthy kind that looks a lot like self-esteem and it coexists with empathy. That's a, that's a healthy narcissism. This rounds out, of course, with, you know, the spectrum itself rounds out with uh, the most toxic types of narcissists, which I'm going to call the extreme narcissist, all right? But don't worry, I'm not going to leave you with just that information, all right? So here's the deal. When it comes to NPD, which is the uh, people who are diagnosed with NPD, which is the acronym for Narcissistic Personality Disorder, uh, well, it's rare. It's rare that that, it, that they're diagnosed. Only 0.6% of the population is diagnosed. But of course, most of them, most people who are narcissistic, don't ever get diagnosed because they don't actually believe that anything's wrong with them. Uh, they are, you know, the worst and oftentimes uh, the most painful narcissist to deal with. We see predictable behavior that is repeated among them. Okay, but with that being said. You know, some people are like, well, my narcissist doesn't do that, but they do this, so is it really a narcissist? Well, let's talk about that, okay? The fact of the matter is that there are a number of ways that the behaviors and toxic patterns can manifest themselves within people. We tend to see predictable patterns among people who are diagnosed with NPD uh, and those who should probably be diagnosed with NPD, all right? Um, and that's kind of what I'm going to talk about today. Alright, because there is a spectrum, like I said. So there are a number of ways that these behaviors and toxin, toxic patterns manifest themselves in people, themselves in people. So while it might seem very logical to assume that narcissists are all alike since their behavior um, seems so similar, uh, they can sometimes slip by even the most trained eye and that's because there are various personality types within that so-called spectrum of toxic narcissism. Okay, so today I'm going to define seven primary types for you. Okay, the spectrum. Uh, but note that just like the rest of humanity, you know, no two narcissists are exactly alike. So yours may or may not encompass more than one of these types of qualities. All right, so you may find that numbers one and five are both of your people or whatever. Let's hope it's not number five, but we'll get to that. All right, let's do it. So I'm going to first give you the the name that I've made up for this type of narcissist, and then I'm going to explain them to you, and then I'm going to explain to you what to do to deal with that person. All right, let's do it. Number one is the know-it-all. While the know-it-all narcissist might really seem like they know a lot of stuff. They are also very pushy with their opinions and they're all too happy to shell that out to you, no matter if they've asked, been asked for it or not. So this narcissist will lecture you all day long and as long as you don't expect to actually have a two-way conversation, everything will be just fine. Uh, but don't expect a narcissist to actually listen to you uh, because they might be quiet while you're talking, but they're really just thinking about what they're going to say next as opposed to listening. It's exhausting, but true. So how do you deal with it? Well, you politely acknowledge the advice of the narcissist and you thank the narcissist and go on ahead and do whatever you think is the right thing to do. Because if you take anything too seriously or you allow yourself to be offended by the uppity behavior, well, my friend, 
yeah, that narcissist does think they're better than you, and in reality, y y they shouldn't. You should probably feel sorry for them. All right, this brings me to narcissist number two, the daydream believer. I like that one, don't you? It's not as awesome as it sounds. I like to call a narcissist who has the whole grandiosity factor going on, like in a major way, a daydream believer. That's because they will almost always see themselves as someone who matters more than other people. And they figure they're more important somehow. Uh, they expect other people to recognize that and treat them accordingly. Now this is a common quality among many narcissists. They will almost always exaggerate their own accomplishments and they love to think that people are envying or even admiring them in some cases. They believe that they are meant to be something big and if these qualities are combined with a certain amount of charisma and a strong sense of ambition, that narcissist might actually succeed on some level and you might find yourself being very drawn into it. So how do you deal with the daydream believer? Well, you have to understand that the daydream believer might bring out your sense of competition or your sense of justice. Don't allow yourself to get caught up in it. Okay, If you do, this will only increase this narcissist's desire to be better than you. Uh, if, you know, and their efforts to match it. Okay, Don't let yourself become too affected by this person's charm. They will very quickly drop the charm as soon as they get you in their clutches. I promise you that, my friend. Remember, the narcissist won't do anything so to help you unless there's something in it for him or her. And don't allow yourself to become dependent on a narcissist because if you can if you can avoid it because that is who will discard you. This type of narcissist, the competitive type, will discard you like last year's pumps without a second thought. All right. So let's talk about number three, the seductor or seductress. This person is a very different type of toxic narcissist and often um, may also be histrionic, which I did a video about that the other day. Uh, I'll try to remember to link it to it up here for you. Um, but we're going to use the feminine form while I'm discussing this particular type because it's just easier than saying they and stuff. So, uh, But please note, this also can manifest in males. All right, It is more common in females in this case, which is the only reason I'm going to use the feminine here. All right. All right. So where was I? She is the kind of person who makes you feel amazing about yourself at first. She seems to admire you and even sort of idealize you. The seductress is going to make you feel like you're something special, my friend, someone special who matters. But the dark side is that the seductress's intent is to seduce you into feeling that way about her. So she knows that when you love her and you depend on her a little bit, you will support her. She knows that you'll grow to admire her and she will use blatant admiration, physical affection, that's sex my friend, and flattery to get what she wants. Uh, but once you're no longer useful to her, my friend, she's going to drop you like a hot rock. I'm sorry to tell you. How do you deal with it? Enjoy the flattery if you need to, but understand that it's not real. Don't be swayed by it. Um, even if it feels really good at first, okay? Understand that the way this person treats people around her, the way she acts when people she feels competitive with might be in the room, or, you know, you might find that watching how she treats other people gives you a glimpse into your potential future. You know what I'm talking about? 
So listen to the way she speaks to you and to other people. Listen to the way she talks about her exes. If she swears they're all crazy evil stalkers, there's probably something to be concerned about. Red flag, you feel me? So narcissists are great at victim playing to get what they want. And this is especially true with the seductress. She's the eternal, you know, victim. Let's talk about the bully. You know the bully, don't you? The one, the kid that beat you up at school back in the day and after after school in third grade or whatever. Well, it's now that person all grown up, basically. But they might also look a little like the mean girl from high school or that jock who gave everybody wedgies back in the day, right? The guy who put your head in the toilet or whatever. As an adult, this might look like a regular person, but they need to elevate themselves by humiliating other people and making them feel bad about themselves. So sure, they might also be a daydream believer. They might even be a know-it-all, but they're also something else, a big fat jerk. Yeah, I said it. The bully is going to treat people around him or her with disdain and contempt when they don't get what they want. Uh, and they're not nice when they assert their superiority, which is, of course, as often as possible. They need you to feel bad about yourself. They need you to because it's the only thing that helps their ridiculously low self-esteem level feel less painful. Yeah, uh, but of course they would never admit that, not even to themselves. Where the seductress will use sex and her charms to get what she wants, the bully will push you, pressure you, and downright threaten you to get what they want. In extreme cases, the bully may even threaten or actually use physical harm against you if you refuse to comply. They will relentlessly mock you. They will belittle you to the point that you might even start thinking that you're not even worth the oxygen you've been allowed to breathe. And they'll do a number on your self-esteem. Oh yeah. Important note, if you are being physically or sexually abused, you're not in the right place right now. So stop watching this. Click the stop button. Go to queenbeing.com or any other website. Go to Google. Type in domestic violence emergency resources. Get some help. Run, don't walk. All right. If you're still here, I'm going to assume you're not being sexually or physically abused right now. And let's carry on. If you're in a position to go no contact, which is obviously an ideal situation, um, then your next best bet is to shine the narcissist on until you can go no contact. So... Don't do anything that would injure the ginormous ego of the narcissist. Uh, don't directly challenge him or her. If you're going to withstand the attacks, you're going to have to be really, really strong in your sense of self-esteem. So you need to know that you don't require additional validation from the outside of yourself, and that's if you're still in the relationship or not. If you are stuck there for a while, this is how you deal, okay? Uh, you've got to deal with a bullying narcissist on the regular. You're going to have to work on your poker face. You're going to have to practice your grave rock technique. And you're just going to have to be really careful to take care of yourself so you don't end up completely dissociating. A bullying narcissist up to this point has been our most toxic one in the list. But now we've reached the pinnacle of all narcissists. And this one is the one I'm calling the evil narcissist. This is the one that I would say that a lot of these people on YouTube who talk about narcissists being demons. This is probably who they're talking about. Again, I don't know what I think about the whole demon thing. I'm not going to comment on it, but I will tell you this. This is the narcissist that you should avoid at all costs. All right. The evil narcissist is a whole other kind of narcissist. We're talking about somebody that is mind-blowingly crazy, horribly evil.
Okay, while this person may have qualities of all the other kinds of narcissists listed above, especially the bullying narcissist, the evil one will literally attempt to destroy you if you somehow pose a threat to her, him or her, and there's no boundaries on that. Okay, maybe you made a narcissist feel like you were challenging their superiority somehow, or that you're succeeding in some way that they aren't, or they feel threatened by you for some reason or another. It could be anything. Maybe they think you're cuter than they are. It doesn't matter. Even if you've never been made aware of that person's feelings, they might proceed to literally, methodically, and intentionally ruin your life. They will spread lies about you to everyone you know, and they might even attempt to cause trouble for you at work. They have no boundaries. Did I say that? No boundaries. And if you've been married to this person and you have kids together, they'll do anything they can to turn the children the children against you and keep them from you if that would hurt you or leave them with you if that would make your life harder because kids they're not any more important to a narcissist than anyone else sadly enough except in the respect of them being possessions all right but bottom line that that narcissist will be happy to walk away from you without a second thought if they can get away with it so how do you deal with that one well Get away as quickly as possible if you can. The evil narcissist isn't capable of any sort of healthy relationship, and the longer you stick around, the higher your chances are going to be of having your life completely ruined. Who wants that? Not me. A scary thing about the evil narcissist is that they are often a better actor than the rest. So, a lot of people in the narcissist's life, when they're evil, will really, really have no idea who they really are, the narcissist their own mothers sometimes don't can't be aware of who they are so this often like I said includes family members very close friends people who might also be used as flying monkeys so be aware of that it's important to know that in the case of an evil narcissist you cannot be too careful when it comes to the legalities of it all so keep copies of all toxic emails texts and other kinds of communications and keep in touch with anyone who might have seen the narcissistic behavior in action because you never know you might need him to make a statement on your behalf if the evil one causes any legal problems in your life. Do not be afraid to lawyer up, my friend, and early if necessary. Okay? Let's move on to number six, the addict. The addict narcissist is exactly what he sounds like, using drugs, alcohol, gambling, food, sex, or whatever they find pleasurable to, to get the fulfillment that they want. This type of narcissist will often encompass other qualities that are listed here. Okay, not always, but sometimes they're just openly selfish, and other times they're they will even willingly steal from, trick, or otherwise scam people who love them so that they can get whatever their drug of choice is. Now, this is a dangerous narcissist because the addict often feels like they're dealing with they end up dealing with dangerous people, and because they don't care if you get your rent paid or feed your kid or whatever, they'll steal your last dollar if it means getting a fix of whatever makes them feel good. So a lot of codependent issues arise when an addict narcissist is involved. Okay, So how do you deal with that kind? Well, you watch your back and you don't even give the narcissist the illusion of trust to start with. If you can, you go no contact and you do it fast there's almost no fixing the addict unless he manages to actually work on recovery and get some serious therapy. Now, if you're co-parenting with an addict, keep records and document everything. 
because you're going to want to get counseling and legal representation while you're at it. Uh, protect yourself and your kids from this person. Even if, sometimes I think that addicts become narcissists even if they wouldn't otherwise be narcissists. It's kind of part of the addict personality. So, something to think about. Number seven, the victim. You know, we, they love the victim. In this case, we're talking about the covert narcissist, the master manipulator, the one who differs from all the other narcissists because they almost seem to be an introvert. This one throws people off the most. Sadly, for a poor me type of narcissist, it all comes down to one thing. They actually hate themselves. So they think it's going to be possible to hate themselves healthier, better somehow. Although they continue to demonstrate the behavior that they say they hate, the covert narcissist is powerless to control their own thoughts. And the deep inner conscious is not okay with the person that the covert narcissist has become. They judge themselves more harshly than they judge anybody else. And that's kind of crazy because they totally judge everybody else really harshly. But they certainly have what they consider to be a high standard in life. They quietly stick to their unreasonable standard uh, to the best of their abilities and they're always happy to secretly look down their nose at the people that they deem lesser than they are. Um, that's the covert narcissist. So how do you, you know, they, they seem shy, they seem quiet, but secretly they're a narcissist. These are the ones that are hard to sniff out. So how do you deal with this type? Well, as with any narcissist, you watch your back and you go no contact if you can, but if not, be prepared to ignore the quietly judgmental gaze and superiorist attitude directed at you. And then, just keep doing what you do. Because if you don't feed the narcissistic supply, just like the rest of them, he might get bored and move on. Alright? That's what I've got for you on the spectrum of narcissism. I would love to know your thoughts on this one. Leave them in the comments below. Seven types of narcissists in the spectrum of narcissism. Do you think you know one of these people? If you do, do you think they're just one of these characters or do you think they're a combination of these characters? I bet you they're at least a combination of two. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Spectrum of narcissism. Question of the day is, do you know a narcissist and do you think they fit on this spectrum? And if so, where do you think they fit? And do you think there might be more than one type of narcissist in your narcissist? <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but you know what I'm saying. All right, leave the comments below. I will see you later for another video. Have a wonderful day. As always, thanks for being a part of my day and a part of my life. Thanks for letting me be a part of yours. I'll see you really soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot, take it now, and the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.